Hey, everybody. I'm Alan. I go see a lot of movies. This is Alan at the movies. Today, I, I decided to sneak on out after work and check out the new body swap horror comedy, uh, Freaky. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just how much I want the theaters to survive this pandemic. Um, it could also be that I'm a, that made me go see this movie because on paper, uh, body swap with Vince Vaughn isn't like things that make me interested in seeing a movie, but it's by the same people who did happy death day and happy death day to you. Um, and I really liked those movies as a interesting take on the slasher genre. And as this is a slasher comedy horror thing, I thought I'd give it a shot. And I really didn't know what to think going into it. And it was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, they play with a lot of tropes. They stay really current. I think it felt different, even though it was really just your standard body swap it still felt fresh and new because it was coming from, it was, it was a slasher movie. Um, and they played with like the whole, this big, strong murderous, like almost like a Jason or a Michael Myers E guy, um, who's just big and strong and stupid. Uh, um, and uh, it body swaps with a a meek, shy, emotionally damaged and bullied teenage girl who, admittedly, because it's Hollywood, is still really fucking pretty and shouldn't be bullied. Um, <laughs> so, admittedly, it's a weird thing like that, who, of course, her best friend is a gay dude and a black girl. Like, as much as you can get away from stereotypes, you kind of fall right back into them. Um, at the same time, like, again, they play with a lot of those things. A lot of those tropes that you expect to see. They don't shy away from them. But they don't do it as, like, they don't try and go as tongue firmly in cheek as a scream, for example. Instead, they just sort of... They do their own thing while still being playful. And not light, but it's not a scary movie in the sense that no one can watch it. It's very, like... I don't know. The... the like... The, the deaths are really cool and creative... Um, the gore is on point. 
Uh, there's some of it that looks really cheap, but at the same time, it's a really cheap movie. So you expect that. And they just, like when you do a body swap movie, especially a guy who becomes a girl and a girl who becomes a guy in today's day and age, it's weird, um, to deal with things like where they still talk about pronouns and these things that you don't, uh, you don't think about. And then when, or you didn't think about when the body swap movies originally came out. Uh, and yet like, it's just, I don't know. It was fun. It was a fun movie. It was silly and harmless and fun. Um, and so I thought, and I, and, and I wound up liking Vince Vaughn. Maybe it's because he was definitely playing a teenage girl. He wasn't big and burly and macho and like a jock douchebag like he is in everything else that he's in where he's playing Vince Vaughn. This actually showed off that he can, in fact, act. Um, and uh, the girl who plays the lead, I don't know who she is. I don't know her name. I'm not good at names. And I know I have a phone slash computer in my hand right now where I could look it up, but I'm not gonna. She was very good as the methodical murderer. And then also as a teenage girl, because she is a teenage girl. Um, there was, so I will, okay, I don't want to spoil, because the movie did just come out, but uh, there were a couple parts that were a little cringy, playing with the boy in a girl's body, body in a girl in a boy's body, where, of course, they talk about a dick and peeing standing up, and that sort of stuff that is so, like, it feels played out, even though I don't think it's ever been necessarily, most of the body swap movies that I can think of are the same gender swapping. Uh, I can't think of a dude becomes a lady movie, um, outside of Switched, and that's just a, uh, that's just one person. It's not a swap necessarily. Um, but it still felt played out and a little like they shouldn't have done it. And then there's a scene later on. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't want to spoil it because it, it is towards the end and it does involve some things. Uh, but the, where it definitely seemed like they were playing gay for laughs even though not gay like it's technically not gay but it seemed like like the imagery is very gay imagery um and it was i think designed to make the audience chuckle and that felt a little a little cringy but at the same time i did laugh <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, 
sometimes sometimes those cringy things make you laugh out of awkwardness and less out of the fact that they're funny and yet they achieved what they wanted you to do so um anyway as a whole i liked the movie uh i'm interested to see if cuz i know they mentioned that despite it not being because I did read a little bit about the movie, despite it not being, like, involving anyone from the cast, or it taking place in the same, like, city or anything, it's technically a part of the same universe as the Happy Death Day movies, which makes me intrigued to see some sort of weird Avengers-style, like, crossover? between those movies and this one with the, you know, the time travel elements and the the Groundhog's Day sort of elements and then the body swap stuff. I think that would be a fun, weird, fucked up movie. And I, I'm here for it. Uh, yeah. I, so one thing I am going to look up because I don't know if... It is available in uh, streaming options for people to see, or if you have to go to the movies, I would imagine it's streaming somewhere as well. I went and saw it in the theaters, though, because I am, I don't like I said, I I want theaters to survive, and I know that's dumb, but. It is just something that I feel, uh, like, I know Hollywood, so it is not available streaming, um, it's only in theaters, um, I know Hollywood is doing just fine, really, and it's the movie theaters that are struggling, and I know that the cost of the movies and the like the overexposed nature of sequels and dependency on blockbusters is a bad thing. But I know that I still personally would be very sad if the, if movie theaters died because of this pandemic And I know that that's a dumb thing, and human lives are more important than movies. I want to make sure that I say that out loud in this. Human lives are more important than movies. So if movie theaters have to shut down again, which, because we've had a recent spike where we're basically just as shitty as we were in March when we had our first shutdown, is a distinct possibility. Um, I... I just want things to be safe. And I do feel like the way, again, I know I said this in the last one, um, but I'm going to reiterate the way AMC is doing things and the way AMC allows you to do things with uh, pre uh, reserving your seats, assigned seating, and seeing the seating chart, you can tell how many people are going to be in there with you. Um, so you get an idea about how safe 
it is. And make that decision for yourself. Um, I, there was like 16 people in the theater and the theater has a capacity of 200 at a minimum. I'm not sure if that's right, but I know it's a lot of seats and everyone was wearing their masks and everybody was distant. Um, plenty of space between everybody. And it felt, I felt safe. Um, so yeah, this podcast is going to double as shilling for the movie theaters as propaganda. That just is, is a thing that I'm going to do if I go see movies. Uh, but do it with your own knowing to your own safety level. If you are not, if you don't feel safe doing it, don't do it. Um, but you, but you control it. You have the final say if you feel safe and I feel safe, um, go to the movies, please, uh, support theaters. Maybe, maybe don't go to like an AMC, even though I love AMC because I pay for it. Uh, but the small independent theaters are so important just as much as the big, big theaters, multiplexes, um, support some, in some way, um, your local movie theaters, because they do need, like, I don't know, unless they get bailed out they're they need support. Um, yeah, anyway, that's, again, that's just me, and I'm a corporate shill, that's what I said. Anyway, back to Freaky, um, out of five La Rona Daggers, uh, I'm gonna give this movie, you know what, I'm gonna give it four La Rona Daggers. Uh, I know that's, I think that's more than I, more than on my arbitrary scale than I gave Tenet. Um, but that's partially because I understood this movie. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's fun. It's a fun movie. If you like slasher horror comedy stuff, go see it. Uh, or when it hits digital, rent it, see the movie, support it. Uh, uh, yeah, anyway, um, thank you for listening. As always, uh, you can email me, tell me what movies I should see or why I shouldn't go see movies in the theater right now. Uh, you can email me at alan.brand at gmail.com. You can uh, find me on Instagram and Facebook at Alan at the Movies. Uh, you can please like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. So you probably already done that because you're listening to this right now. Um, and if you're on iTunes and it's there, cause I still don't even know if I'm there, uh, please rate and review. Everything is important and matters. Um, and, and that helps people find the podcast, I guess. 
Um, as always, thank you for listening, and I will see you guys the next time I'm at the movies. Bye-bye.